0: The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. That would mean that you lied about your age to make yourself older. But why would any woman want to do that? I changed it so I could get married. And
1: the truth shall set you free!
0: You're listening to It's All True. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and each week I chat with a guest and ask them to reveal their own headline for a funny, personal, true story. This episode was recorded at a live show in Brooklyn's Union Hall and features my conversation with comedic actress and writer Robin Thede.
1: How do I sit like a lady? I don't pay <laughs> front row.
0: She's broken a lot of ground in her career. Most recently, as the head writer for The Late Great Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore.
1: It was the first black female, and probably black person, as a head writer in daytime and night.
0: We talk about the science of White House correspondence dinners.
1: He goes, okay, I know. We're going to call Ben Carson the N-word. And I said, no. we're <laughs> not. Because, A, we knew he was going to say it at the end.
0: I'm going to keep it 100. Yo, Barry, you did it, my nigga. <laughs> And her story is hilarious.
1: 15 years old, picture it. Sicily, 1932.
0: All of this coming up, but first, here's a clip of Robin Thede on The Nightly Show. Thank you, Larry. Hey, Robin, how you
1: doing? Thank you. Now I hold in my hand the names of the black film stars and directors who are going to be screwed out of nominations this year. Because the only black people in Hollywood getting any love are the ones Sandra Bullock keeps adopting. Oh man. All right, here we go. The nominees to be snubbed are Will Smith in concussion.
0: Wow. Oh my god, really? That's a surprise, Robin. I
1: thought white people love Will Smith. Well, they adore Will Smith, but yeah. nobody saw that movie white actors can win Oscars for a movie that nobody saw. Wait, really? Larry, you don't need to be Stephen Hawking to understand that science. Got it. All right, on to our next black Oscar snub. Who we
0: got, who we got, who we got? It
1: goes to F. Gary Gray, the black director from Straight Out of Compton.
0: Wow, man. Oh, my God. Wait, Robin, that was a good movie. Why isn't he gonna get nominated?
1: Uh, he's black. And also a director, but mainly because he's black. Oh, man, are you sure about that? Hello, we get called angry and loud for brushing our teeth. You think you're gonna give a black person an award for screaming action at Paul Giamatti? Oh,
0: yeah. You know, that actually does make sense if you put it like that. was Robin Thede on Comedy Central's The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. The show is no longer on the air but it broke a lot of ground while it was. For instance, Robin Thede was the first black female head writer in Late Night.
1: People make a big deal of it for like five minutes and then they're like, get to work!
0: <laughs> well, what, what, like, did you know that going in? That yes, like, I was okay. aware of that going in. Immediately, you're like, whoa.
1: Yeah, because I'm a big fan of Late Night and there was never anyone that looked like me even know if there's been a black man as a head writer in late night, to be honest.
0: Okay. I can't yeah, name I didn't, one. I, yeah, I don't know.
1: Roy, Jordan, you guys know? Mm, nope. <laughs> That's not a thing.
0: Man, not even Arsenio? Arsenio I, had Actually, like-
1: can I tell you something? I have so many firsts, it's ridiculous. I was the first black female and probably black person as a oh. head writer in daytime and late night. Wow. I was the first black female and probably black person as a head writer for the White House Correspondence Center.
0: Donald Trump said that if Hillary Clinton were a man, he didn't think she'd get 5% of the vote. Okay. All right. All right. First of all, if Hillary Clinton were suddenly a man, her biggest problem would be finding a bathroom she'd be allowed to use in North Carolina.
1: I don't like being a first. You know why? Because you don't have any mentors. You don't have anybody who's like, yeah, I did that too, and I look like you.
0: So let me help you. Yeah, you have more black female firsts than Eve.
1: It's tr- the rapper no, you're talking about. No, no, about. Of Adam no, 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 I'm yeah. going to go with the rapper, Eve. <laughs> She's got a lot of firsts, too. You know. First lady to get paw prints on her today. <laughs>
0: Uh, you're from, you're from Chicago. You're from the west side
1: of Chicago? No, no, my mother is from the west side of Chicago. I am from Davenport, Iowa. I grew up in a trailer park. Shout out to trailer parks. Bougie ass crowd doesn't like trailer parks. Um. (laughs) 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 You privileged bastards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, so I I grew up in Denver. My mother is, which is like two and a half hours outside of Chicago. It's the Quad Cities, for those of you familiar with the Midwest. Uh, My mom was uh, born in Cook County Hospital, ER, home of ER and George Clooney. George Clooney delivered my mom um, before he was alive. And uh, my dad is from a farm in Iowa. So guess which one's black?
0: The mom.
1: You got it.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) George yeah, Clooney. George Clooney. I, I George always Clooney, knew it. My, I know. That would I've got a, a list of, of people
0: that are white that I think are black.
1: Oh, me yeah. too. Are yeah, you yeah. kidding me? There's so many. So many. Yeah, yeah. There are my so, you might have no idea how many. They're hiding in plain sight.
0: My mom swears to God Wolf Blitzer's black, and I believe her.
1: <laughs> you know why that would make sense? Because <laughs> Wolf Blitzer was walking around. I was at a Christmas party at the White House because... I don't know. And um, Wolf Blitzer was walking around, it was like the media holiday party, and the president was there and the first lady. And Wolf Blitzer was walking around t- announcing himself in the third person. <laughs> I kid you not, he was walking around going, Wolf Blitzer's here! And Dan Danabash Dana from CNN, literally saw him coming, we were standing in line to get pictures with the president, and, and saw him coming and goes, Oh God! That oh, is... Phenomenal. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer's here! So he's here at all night, and you're like, okay. And he was serious? He wasn't he is, joking? He sounds like my annoying black uncle, so he might be. <laughs> I'm dead serious. How can I make that up? That, tell me that doesn't sound like something Wolf Blitzer would do. I, I mean... I mean now that when, I, when I tell this story, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He seems like he constantly sense. thinks
0: there's a camera facing him, and that he's looking at, yes, at America. Yes, yeah. and
1: he doesn't care. I mean, but he's like a little looser, like his tie's a little loose, you know, and he's oh. just like... Off the clock. <laughs> oh, just, Wolf Blitzer's
0: uh, a weirdo. Uh, in a good
1: you? way. In a good way. In a good way. I love him. There's a really funny shot of me at the Chorus Modern Center dying laughing when Larry Woolmore's eviscerating CNN. And yeah. Wolf Blitzer's like stone faced. And I'm literally like.
0: <laughs> Speaking of drones, how is Wolf Blitzer still on television? <laughs> Ask a follow up question. What was like with that? Because it was, it, I mean, they're supposed to be like roasts, right? That's what we thought. Yeah, they were. They were. I mean, the uh, the jigaboo <laughs> joke is really what got me. The, Thank uh, you very much. Did you write that? I did. Wow! At,
1: that... at two p.m. before we got on stage. <laughs> yeah, a couple hours before we went on stage, Larry called me in my hotel room, and and we had ridden the train down together. We, I mean, we've been working on it for months, but and shout out to all of our Jordan Carlos is here, by the way. Uh, one of our nightly show writer performers, he was incredible. <laughs> Helped us with that as well. Um, it was not just me, Larry and I were riding the train down together and going over all the jokes and everything. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, there's like a Ben Carson joke. I'm still not sure about And I'm like, yeah, I yeah, don't worry. I'll, I'll come up with it, you know, whatever. And, uh, he calls me after rehearsal Saturday morning, the show was in a couple of hours and he's like, I don't know. I still don't have it. And we were kind of tossing around some jokes and we put one in that we liked, huh. but then he calls me last minute. He goes, okay, I know. We're going to call Ben Carson the N-word. And I said, no. (laughs) We're not. Because, A, we knew he was going to say it at the end. And, B, uh, it just felt mean. (laughs) And I was like, that doesn't even feel comedically mean. Yeah,
0: he seems like someone you say something like that and you feel like you bullied him.
1: Yeah, well, and it wasn't (laughs) us saying it. It was us saying that Andrew Jackson would call him the (laughs) N-word, which was factually correct. (laughs) You know, we felt like, oh, you know, I don't know. People might not be into it. I said, listen, you can't call him that. You can't call him that. You can't say the N-word twice in front of Barack Obama. <laughs> and uh, he was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's like, I'm hanging up the phone. I'm going to do it. And I'm like, call him a jiggaboo. And, <laughs> and you hear him just pause and you go,
0: oh, that's good. <laughs> ben Carson was also against Harry Tubman replacing Andrew Jackson in the $20 bill. He praised Jackson, saying he was a tremendous president. Uh, from the grave, Andrew Jackson replied, what did that Jigaboo say? Now you've got me curious. What happens if you say the N-word three times in front of Barack Obama? Is it like...
1: Candyman shows up.
0: <laughs> in each episode of It's All True, I ask my guests to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. My guest this week is comedic actress and writer Robin Thede. Here's her headline.
1: I had so many stories. All right. Let's do this one. So mine is a two-part op-ed piece.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> and it's called A Dichotomy in Discipline. I
0: right. already don't want to read it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now you know how CNN feels. I don't know why I'm shitting on CNN. I like CNN. This is a two-parter. One, I'm 15 years old. Picture it. Sicily, 1932. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody watches The Golden Girl. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> All right, I'm 15 years old, and we have to do chores. How many people had to do chores? Round of applause when you're running Very good, very good. You guys aren't as spoiled as I thought. I like it. For some reason, my mom was the disciplinarian in our house, but my dad was out of town. And for some reason, I thought that gave me sass power or something. So I was washing the dishes in the kitchen. My mom said, don't forget to clean the stove. And I said,
0: why don't you come clean it? And your mom's a black one. My mom's
1: the black one! Double checking. So clearly the devil had possessed me, as he is wont to do when you're full of hormones and 15. And as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, why did I say that? And my mother goes, you know you messed up. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, I'm just going to go to my room now. She's like, no, you're not. You're going to finish cleaning. And then you're grounded. I said, okay, I'm really sorry.
0: How long am I grounded for? Nine months.
1: <laughs> Sophomore year, nine months? Are you kidding me?
0: Is this still in the trailer park?
1: Yeah, I was in the trailer park until I got my own apartment. <laughs> so, that's part one of the story. Flash forward, I'm in college. We've since made up. I'm, I don't know, 18, 19. And we go to TJ Maxx because... I was a Maxinista from day one. And so, (laughs) why am I proud of that?
0: It is a terrible store.
1: Watch commercials. I don't know if they still (laughs) say it. But anyway, so we're watching this pleasant looking young white mother and her maybe six year old white child going around the store and they're cute. You know, the girl, the little girl's like putting stuff in the cart and the mom's like, oh, okay. You know, like, oh, okay, we'll put that back. You can't have it. You know, remember, I told you you can't have anything. And the little girl stops and goes, no, I want this. And the mom goes, no, no, no. I told you you couldn't have anything if you weren't good. And the little girl goes, I have been good. And she starts to get loud. so my mom and I are like, oh, watch this, watch this, watch this, just watch, it's gonna be great, This is gonna be great. We love when people discipline their children in public, I don't know, it's something about us. The mother says, no, you can't have it, I told you. You know, she's looking around, because people are starting to look at her, and she's like, you can't have it, you haven't been good. I said, you can't have anything, you haven't been good. And she goes, I have been good! And we're like, oh, yes, she's gonna beat her in the store, this is great! And the mother looks around, and she goes, that's it, put that back, put that back, you're not getting it. And she goes, I have been good, I My mother puts her arm, you know how when you slam on the brakes in your car and your mom puts her arm on you, to hold you back? So my mom does that to me because she knows this woman's about to lose her shit. So she's like, just back up. She's like, let's watch, but let's keep a respectful distance because you don't want to get blood on you. So we're like, oh, she's going to kill her in the store. So she, she snatches the child by the arm and she throws her cart, grabs her purse and marches the child out, out the front of the TJ Maxx. Now there's a big bay window in the front of every TJ Maxx, and so my mother and I press our faces against it and watch the woman. She's gonna beat her in the parking lot. Of course she wouldn't do it in the store. So we're watching her, we're watching her, and she opens the side of the van, and she picks the little girl up, and we see her turn towards us, and she's laughing. And you can hear her, because they're parked right in front, you can hear her go, oh, you embarrassed me. And my mother goes, and that's why I grounded you for nine
0: months. (laughs) Yeah, man. My one dream in life is to experience white privilege. I mean, I would like to, I did the math. Bill Cosby experienced roughly 50 years of white privilege and he ruined it. He ruined it for good. Michael Jackson had to become white to experience it, and, and he. it makes me worry about white people, honestly. I don't know what it is that you guys are doing. Uh, this is getting weird. Um, That's the show. I hope you dug it. Be sure to subscribe to It's Ultra in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever else you find podcasts. For more information on Robin Thede, follow her on Twitter at Robin Thede. Special thanks to Robin, Union Hall, It's All True Live Show producer Rob Schulte, and Freddie Nunes for creating this kick ass theme. My Twitter handle is Tim Barnes 451, and you can follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you.